Welcome to our broadcast, everyone. Thank you so very much for joining me today. I'm Jerry Savelle, and it is a pleasure and an honor to be able to share the word with you each and every week. Let me say, first of all, right up front, thank you, partners, for helping us make this happen. Because of your faithful sowing into this ministry, your faithful contributing and giving, we are able to reach people all over the world through this television broadcast. And please know we don't take your gifts and your, your prayers lightly. We appreciate them greatly, and we want to encourage you, just keep right on doing it because it helps us fulfill our assignment and the vision that God has given us to take the message of faith, take the message of favor, take the message of the goodness of God to people all over the world. Once again, we're going to continue that study, expecting the goodness of God in your life. I'm going to take you back into our church service here at Heritage of Faith Christian Center, where I was continuing teaching on this message. And I want to encourage you, if possible, follow along with me in your Bible and mark those scriptures that I referred to, and also take as many notes as you possibly can, because I think you're going to learn something and it's going to be vital to you in the days ahead. So take notes and then study them even after the broadcast is over. And remember that God is a good God. He loves you and he is the source of every good thing that happens in your life. Watch now and I'll be back in just a few moments. You got your Bibles with you? Open them first of all to Psalm 31. Last week, I shared with you about the goodness of the Lord being poured out upon us beyond anything we've ever experienced before. And I said to you that in, well, come next month, I enter into my 52nd year of ministry. In 52 years, I have experienced the goodness of God just about every day of my life in some way, in some form. He has been good to Jerry Savelle. Amen. And I could never praise him enough for the goodness that I've experienced. But if I'm reading my Bible correctly, if I'm hearing the Holy Spirit accurately, that's a drop in the bucket as to what we are headed for. How many of you have experienced the goodness of God in your walk with the Lord? Hallelujah. Well, you're headed for more goodness than you could possibly imagine right now. Well, what is it all about, Brother Jerry? Well, I don't know. I don't know all the manifestations that you will experience, but I know if it comes from God, it's good. Because everything God does is good, amen? He is good and he's the author of good. Hallelujah. Now, Psalm 31, verse 19. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up. Everybody say, laid up. Laid up. Uh, another translation, the New International Version says, how abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you or those who reverence you. How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear and reverence you. Still another translation says, 
or uses the word treasured up. How abundant are the good things that you have treasured up for those who love and fear you? The Apostle Paul picks up on this and says in Corinthians, I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. I haven't seen all the things that he's prepared yet. You haven't seen them all yet. And it seems to me, if I'm hearing the Holy Spirit correctly, and I believe I am, that 2021 is ushering in a new era. A lot of new things are going to take place. And one of them being, we're about to tap into this storehouse, this treasury of the goodness of God like never before. And the Holy Spirit told me to call it abundant overflow. Look at your neighbor and say, it's my year for abundant overflow. Now the word overflow means running over. It means exceeding what is needed, desired, or required. Hallelujah. It will exceed what you need. It will exceed what you desire. And it will exceed what you require. It means excess, extra. Anybody like extra? It means uh, surplus. Hallelujah. Surplus. Sounds like to me that that certainly could apply to our finances. <laughs> How'd you like to have a surplus of finances? More than what is needed, more than what is desired, and more than what is required. Amen. What could you do with all that excess? Think about it. You know, you ought, to, you ought to write down one day, soon, what I'm going to do with all my excess. Hallelujah. If you, if you, if you don't have vision for it, then it's not likely to happen. Like somebody said, uh, you know, a lot of people believe in God for a million dollars, but they don't have million dollar dreams. Amen. So take the time sometime, just put it at the top. What I would do with excess and surplus. I'd help Brother Jerry build a new church auditorium, number one. Amen. How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who reverence and fear you. Now, in Psalm 21.4, you don't have to necessarily turn there, but David is rehearsing uh, the good things that God has done in his life. And in verse 7, the message translation says, you piled blessings on him. Talking about God. You, God, have piled blessings on me. Hallelujah. That goes right along with Proverbs chapter 10 talks about, you know, uh, uh, the blessing of the Lord. It maketh rich. It goes right along with Deuteronomy chapter 28. The blessing of the Lord will come on thee and overtake thee. And it says, and you will have and be 
plenteous in goods. Amen. And David says to a testimony to God, you piled the blessings on me. I like saying that to God myself. You have piled the blessings on me. I was walking around in that garage this morning and just praying in the spirit. I just, I just walked the whole conference of that garage and I'd walk by my classic motorcycles and my classic cars and, and they're all, you know, I don't collect anything that doesn't increase in value. And, and I'm thinking, Lord, how good you have been to me. Hallelujah. You have piled the blessings on me. Now, there's some people that walk around in my garage and think, you don't need that. <laughs> well, tell God, because he's the one that blessed me with it. And I've even at times said to him, Lord, the only thing this means to me is the fact that you gave it to me. And I want to show you that you're still number one. I'm going to give it all away. And I cleaned out my garage. And you know what happened? I had to build a bigger garage. Because you can't outgive God. I filmed a TV program in there one time. Oh, you ought to have seen the letters I got. Why don't you sell all that and give to the poor? I wonder how much the person who wrote that letter has given to the poor. They have no idea what I give to the poor. We give to the poor all the time. We give into other ministries who are feeding the poor, who, who work with the poor in areas that I probably will never go to. How many times have we helped the man in Singapore who had, his ministry is in the dumps of Singapore? How many times have we unwritten uh, what he's doing there? Don't judge me. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Hallelujah. And while I was praying in tongues in there this morning, I didn't hear greedy, greedy, shame on you. What are you doing with all this? I never heard that. In fact, the joy of the Lord came on me. I, I danced in there before I ever got here. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. And I said, well, what do you need them motorcycles for? Well, let me give you this testimony. As of 2021, over 300,000 people have come to Christ through our motorcycle ministry. That's just one outreach of Jerry Savelle Ministries. Over 300,000 people have come to Christ. Most churches can't say that. In 25 years of ministry, 50 years of ministry. So shut thy ugly mouth. <laughs> now, <laughs> if, if those kind of people would have been around, and they, some of them were, that get upset when God blesses somebody, when David said, you have piled the blessings on me, don't you know how critical they would have been? You don't need to live in a place like this. David had a nice home. <laughs> Very nice home. Amen. 
He didn't drive Corvettes, but he had nice horses. Amen. Well, I ain't no preacher ought to be driving a Corvette. Well, I'm not just any preacher. Hallelujah. I like them. Now, Carolyn don't care anything about them, but I like them. And she don't drive my Corvettes. I don't let people drive my Corvettes who don't like Corvettes. <laughs> when Charles Capps would come to preach with me, I would deliberately pick him up at the airport in a Corvette. He'd walk out there and look at that and say, when are you going to grow up? I said, never, Charles. Get in. Shut up. <laughs> Amen. And hold on. Hallelujah. You pile blessings on me. That ought to be your testimony. Just, just say it a couple of times. Try it. You'll like it. You pile blessings on me. Say it again. You pile blessings on me. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, Psalm 107, and you don't have to turn there. Just make a note of it. Verse 8, verse 15, verse 21, and verse 31 makes the same statement four times in that one Psalm. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works for the children of men. Maybe the reason why a lot of Christians are not experiencing more and more manifestations of the goodness of God, they're not praising him enough for his goodness. Somebody said, oh, when, when the blessings start being piled on me, I'm really going to praise him. Well, anybody can do that. A monkey could do that. That's like walking up to the fireplace and saying, give me some heat and I'll throw in some wood. That's backwards. You throw the wood in first. Amen. Oh, that men would praise. This is a plea. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Hallelujah. I think we ought to do that right now. If you've experienced the goodness of the Lord, why don't you praise him? Just lift your hands and praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Hallelujah. And for his wonderful works under the children of men. You ought to make the decision, if you haven't done so already, do it this year, that you're going to spend more time praising God for his goodness. Praising God for his goodness. Now, Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 9, God says, I am God and there is none like me. I am God and there is none like me. And then verse 10 says, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my purpose. The New International Version says, I will do all that I please. And the message translation says, I'm in this for the long haul and I'll do exactly what I set out to do. And then verse 11 says, from the message translation, I planned it so it's as good as done. What has God planned? Apparently he has planned to pour out 
this goodness that's been in store. This goodness that has been laid up. This goodness that he considers to be in his treasury. He says, I planned it and it's as good as done. Hallelujah. What you and I need to do is receive it. Receive it by faith before you ever see it happen. Amen. Amen. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive it by faith right now before I can ever see it. It's mine. I'm one of your children. It's as much mine as it is anybody else. And I receive it and begin to thank him for it. Hallelujah. Begin to thank him for it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Hebrews 6, 18, it is impossible for God to lie. Amen. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. So if you believe that God has indeed laid up, put in reserve, treasured up goodness that belongs to you, then according to your faith, be it unto you. I can't make it happen for you. Nobody else can. According to your faith, be it unto you. And last week we talked about the basic uh, principles of releasing the God kind of faith. I don't have time to go back to that. If you weren't here, get that service or go on the YouTube and, and, and watch it. Basic principles of releasing the God kind of faith. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. The Passion Translation says, first I believed, then I spoke in faith. First I believed, and then I spoke in faith. Amen. That, that's a vital part of releasing the God kind of faith. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He said, I believed first, and then I spoke. Amen. Now, if you're struggling with believing first, then you're going to struggle with your faith as well. If you're struggling with believing that this is for you, then go back and read every scripture you can find, particularly those that we've read this morning, about how God has laid up goodness. And read it, and read it, and read it, and read it. And then read it, and read it, and read it. Why? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It, it'll finally click on the inside of you. Amen. It, it just, it, it drops off the pages and into your heart. And then the next thing you do is once you believe it, then you speak it, whether anybody else believes it or not. Amen. Don't let others who don't believe it keep you quiet. Amen. I'm decreeing, I'm declaring that this is my year for abundant overflow. I don't care who doubts it. I don't care who doesn't believe it. 
I don't care who doesn't like it. I'm not trying to be mean and ugly. I'm just not going to let them rob me of my blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, I'd, I'd feel like a fool if I started saying it before it's ever happened. I told Carolyn I was going to marry her before I ever said, I do. Didn't you? No, not Carolyn, but you know. <laughs> I mean, that beautiful woman that you were dating and you fell in love with. Didn't you talk about marriage before you ever went to the altar? Huh? What were you doing? You were speaking things that be not as though they were. Isn't it amazing? You've been using a God kind of faith all along. You didn't even know it. Because God calleth things that be not as though they were. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Are you still with me this morning? First, I believed, then I spoke in faith. Verse 14 says from the Passion Translation, we do this because we are convinced. I believe first, and then I spoke. And the reason I do this is because I am convinced. See, I'm convinced. I'm not sure if all of you are convinced yet. But if we keep preaching it and preaching it and preaching it, eventually you're going to get convinced just like I am. Hallelujah. Is anybody already convinced? Is anybody working on getting convinced? Okay, just hang in there. You'll get convinced if you stay around people who are convinced. Amen. Now, Job twenty two twenty eight. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. The Amplified puts it this way. You shall decide and decree. You shall decide and decree. A decision is required first. You have to decide that this is what God wants to do for you. I made that decision. You know, last year we talked about supernatural increase and it certainly was a year of supernatural increase for me. We had our finest year. I'm telling you in the middle of all the stuff that was going on and all the uh, pandemic and all those things that, that took place last year, by the end of the year, when we got all of our financial statements completed, we had the finest year we've ever had. Supernatural increase, hallelujah. Not only that, I was able to sow into other people and other ministries more than I ever had in previous years. And I'm expecting to top that this year, praise God. Glory to God. We closed out with money in the bank, surplus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Now, I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on God. All I did was dare believe what he said, and he's the one who made it come to pass. And he'll do that for anybody who will dare believe. But notice you have to decide first and then decree. And it will be established unto thee. Uh, one of the meanings of established is if you say it enough, 
eventually it will become a common occurrence in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Every time you turn around, increase is trying to get on you. Abundant overflow is coming your way. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I'm preaching myself happy. I don't know if I'm helping you. Now, Philippians chapter six, verse eight. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. God is about to pour out His goodness on His people as never before. Today's special offer, the Expect God's Goodness Package, contains Jerry Savelle's brand new three-part CD series, Expecting the Goodness of God in Your Life, his inspiring book, Expect the Extraordinary, and his revealing book, Experiencing More of God's Presence and Power. In this package, Jerry teaches how you can walk in favor with God, how to receive God's goodness, how to see beyond your circumstances, and God's plan for abundance. Develop a faith that isn't moved by what you see, what you hear, or what you feel. Become completely convinced that God's goodness is on the way. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Expect God's Goodness special package. God is good and is the source of good. Order now to discover the life that God desires for you, expecting His goodness. Isn't the Word of God good? I'm telling you, as I mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, I can't get enough of it. It is so good, so rich, so powerful, and the best thing is God confirms it with science following. And you dare believe it. I want to encourage you today, don't let anybody talk you out of the goodness of God. God wants to pour out His goodness in your life like never before. And He intends to do a major part of it this year. So begin to expect it. Amen. Let me remind you of our special resource package before we leave the air today. Three CDs, Expecting the Goodness of God in Your Life. If you've enjoyed the study up to now, then there's more teaching in this series and it shows you how that you can get to the place where you expect the goodness of God to show up in your life every day in some way. Amen. And then right along with it, my book, Expect the Extraordinary. You know, I haven't lived a normal life in 52 years. I live an extraordinary life. And I believe that that's the kind of life that God wants you to live as well. When the Word of God is final authority in your life, then you're going to begin to experience an extraordinary life. And then finally, experiencing more of God's presence and power. You need to learn how to get in the presence of God every day of your life. It's not hard. In fact, God invites you to do so. So if you'd like to have these special resources, go online, jerrysavelle.org, or you can look on the screen for all the ordering information. Place your order right now while it's fresh on your mind. We'll get it to you just as soon as possible. Let me pray in Jesus' name for all of my viewers today that you this year will experience more of the goodness of God than you ever have in your life before. And I thank you for it, Father. 
make it happen for them. Amen and amen. I'll see you again next week. Remember, your faith will overcome the world.